G'day you mob, how's it going? I'm Pete, this is Aussie English and this is another episode of The Goss where I sit down with my old man and we chat about the week's news, current affairs, everything like that, whether in Australia or the world. The whole point of these episodes is that we get to sit down, we have a conversation, you know, there are multiple people here speaking English, Australian English, and we get to talk about all kinds of different topics to help you guys widen your vocab and improve your listening comprehension and hopefully chat about some interesting topics that you are yeah, interested in, fascinated by. So, today we sort of give you a bit of an update on COVID in Australia. We talk about some pretty selfish behaviour by some people who had COVID in Melbourne and they went into regional Victoria and also, you know, the draconian rules, the lockdowns that we've had in Victoria and how we feel about them. You know, are they really strict or are they doing the right thing? Is Dan Andrews horrible? You know, we talk all about that. So, without any further ado, guys, smack the bird. Let's get into it. So, you got Idiot of the Week I story to start Idiot with. of the Week story to start with, and this is Idiot of the last two hours. Um, sorry, I'll read this one. Two- and it doesn't include me, who just forgot to hit the record thing. So. No, no, well, that, that's <laughs> general. Idiot yeah, of the yeah, moment. Yeah, Idiot of the moment. <laughs> two cases of COVID in regional Victorian town of Kilmore, which is about 100 and something kilometres just north of Melbourne, um, after a Melbourne resident visits while infectious. For fuck's sake. Like, seriously. Seriously. <laughs> You're not allowed to leave Melbourne. You're not allowed to go five kilometres away from your own home. Yeah. The only way you can leave Melbourne is to get a permit under special conditions to do it. If he's, if this person, I don't know whether it's a he or a she, if this person is infectious, clearly they know they're infectious. By How the do time they know? We know this now. How do you? How well, do they? Like, are they? Were they someone who tested and were waiting to be te- to get their results, or they knew that they had COVID, or they just happened to have it and then ended up going there? Because uh, that's hu- it's it's such new news. It's, yeah, because uh, that would change it, right? If you knew yeah, the person had it, down. or if they knew they had it, and then they just disappeared out into regional Victoria. Mm. But yeah, it is troubling because well, we whether they our- whether they knew they were actually you know, infectious or not, uh, they come from uh, they were an yeah. employee. Well, they're not allowed of to an move. Existing hub anyway that they yeah. knew. So yeah, idiots. But, the, yeah, the interesting thing is we got our numbers down to less than one, right? We're at, like, 0.2 or 0.3. I take it that's going to bump it up to 0.45 or something, you know, for the um, the average, not well, by much. Yeah, we were, um, yeah, we were tracking at 0.1 mm-hmm. uh, on a two-weekly average okay. today. Yep. So, two one people. One case every 10 days. Yeah, or- <laughs> two people means that it's now going to take us another five days to get back to, to 0.2, 0.4. It's... And how's um, Melbourne going? What's the um, reason that we had 15 cases today? 15 and, cases today, which is the highest, equal highest for a few weeks. But the average um, is still dropping. But the average is still dropping. Yeah. Well, this will bump the average over again. Tomorrow, the average will be higher, funnily enough. How do you think, like, while we sort of, you know, beat this dead horse, how do you think this is going to go? Are we going to get into a third wave in Victoria? Do you think- we will if people are stupid. Yeah. And uh, I'm but that's sounding the problem. angry. That's the problem. And that we have such a big population. There's always morons, yeah, no matter you where got, you, you live. you got a population of five million people. Even if there are a hundred <laughs> of them are idiots. <laughs> and frankly, there'll be a hundred thousand idiots. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you look at what was happening with beaches in Sydney. Now, Sydney yeah. doesn't have the lockdown that Melbourne has, but they still have uh, wearing masks and social distancing. And Sydney, like Melbourne last week, went through a 
Yeah, heat wave is probably an exaggeration, but seasonally <laughs> it is. It was some of the hottest weather that we've ever had in this it, time of the year. It wasn't abnormal in terms of the maximum temperature. It was abnormal in when it occurred, yeah, but, but also yeah. it was the first weekend the first, and it was school where holidays. it was really warm and, and people had a reason to go yeah, to the beach. And, you know, so, you know, some of the big beaches in Sydney had tens of thousands of people on yeah. there and there was very little social distancing. Mm-hmm. Even those who were trying to social distance, what do you do if you, you go away <laughs> on the beach and you, you go, all right, I'm a couple of metres away, I'll camp here, yeah. and then somebody comes and Splits the difference, but yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, but you know, it's just crazy. So we uh, waves are a um, statistical analysis afterwards as to whether you've got a wave or not occurring. But yeah. um, it will take a lot longer for this to, to disappear when you only need one or two idiots because now we've got you know two extra cases. We know about those like those two can quarantine, but. Were they quarantined? We've got to now case track those, you know, go back and look at, you know, who they were in, you know, involved with, who they were, you know, working with, seeing or whatever over the past, you know, time since they were in potentially infected. So yeah. um, it will take a long time because people are selfish and stupid. And, look, I understand the frustration. I mean, we've been through it ourselves of, you know, and we've been a little lighter in the restrictions that we've had than Melbourne has had, but... Yeah, we spent six months with various restrictions, more yeah. than that. Um, that well, you know, to the point where we couldn't visit each other. No, we exactly. Could potentially we potentially go outside apart. with masks on and socially and distance with each one other. person. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, and uh, but at the same time, you got to look at it and go. There's Pull an element the of this line. That, yeah. yeah, toe the and line, the, guys. The, like this is not for you; it's for everyone else. Like exactly. we understand it is very o- yeah. authoritarian. It isn't, you know, our our freedoms do take a hit, but mm-hmm. it's for the greater good, and it's like. I mean, I'm libertarian. I have a lot of libertarian leanings, but I understand the importance of- I also don't want to cause anyone else's death. Yes. This is one of the things I remember seeing um, my friend from um, YouTube, Christian from Kangaroo English, and he got COVID early on and did a video about it. And he's like, the biggest fear I have is that I've given this to someone and they die from it. Mm. And how the fact that I am never going to know- is a blessing and a curse. Yes. Because yeah. what do you do if you do know and you find out someone died? I know. But wh- and you don't know and you never find out no, exactly. whether positive or negative. But that that's one of the things for me. It's like, you know, imagine if I gave it to my grandparents. I think based on their ages, they're both what? One's 90, the other one's 89. Mm. Um, combined, if they both got COVID, there's a 30% chance one of them dies. Yeah, exactly. And so, it is one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's not fun. It's not fair. But- it's for the greater good. So, look at it in that light. Yeah, and I think, look, it's people can look at it and say, oh, well, you know, you, you're fining these people and so on. Clearly, the fines don't make any difference to a few <laughs> people who just sort of, oh, I'm going to do this anyway. And yeah. and I don't know about this particular person, but there's certainly been some people who are deliberately and provocatively breaking it because oh, yeah. they're all, yeah, you can't tell me to wear a mask. You can't tell me I'm not allowed to drive into New South Wales and, and those sort of things. I am... Um, and I very rarely say this because I'm you know, much more of a sort of you know, social pragmatist, not in the libertarian thing, but um, this person should just be put to jail. You know, send them to jail for a month. <laughs> send them to jail for as long as every person down the chain has to be quarantined. Yeah. You know, th- these are two people that are now going to spend two weeks of their lives completely isolated from everybody else. Um, this person just should be- go to jail. You've broken the law. This isn't you know, whether or not it's fair. Those were the rules. Exactly. You, know, you don't you get knew the choice. The rules. And it's 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 so people are saying, oh, but you know, I 
I've had arguments from from people saying, well, I know I don't have it. And I say, you don't actually know yeah. you don't have it. You knew last time you were tested that you didn't have it. But you, I yeah, feel that fine. could have been yesterday. Yeah. But you, but this guy that walked past could have just sneezed in your face. Exactly. <laughs> so, firstly, you don't know that you don't have it. But I'm doing all the right things. No argument with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's still the law. And the law is the law. I know, absolutely know, that I can drive my, my car safely on a freeway at 160 kilometres an hour. I'm not allowed to for good reason. And that is because I don't know that what some other idiot is mm-hmm. going to do. And therefore, the law says I can drive at 100 or 110 on a freeway, depending on where the freeway is. It's got nothing to do with my self-assessment of whether I'm <laughs> whether I'm able to deal with this. It's the law. And so, people, if I drive at 160 kilometres an hour continuously, on a fr- they'll lock me up. <laughs> it's it's ironic, <laughs> though, that you wouldn't have those kinds of people who are saying, I'm not going to wear a mask, screw you, you know, and then they get fined. You can't imagine having them- in that situation with the same argument of, I'll drive at 160 k's an hour, screw you, you know, yeah. like, know. they would be like, oh, well, that's endangering well, other people. I know. Well, there's a- there <laughs> it's more obvious, when I guess, compulsory seatbelt wearing, and Australia was the first country in the world to introduce compulsory seatbelts. Victoria was the first place in the world to do it. When was this? Uh, 45 years ago. 70s. Like yeah, 70s. Um there are a whole lot of people saying, you can't tell me what to do. Yeah. You know, all I'm affecting is my own safety. It's like, no, you could be a flying projectile through exactly. the front of your car. And not, and not only that, <laughs> but if you get injured, you're going to hospital and public hospital, public health care is paying for you to get better. And that could be tens, hundreds of thousands of dollars, depending on this, you know, the severity of your injury. As a libertarian, you know? or a, I don't even know if I want to call myself that anymore, but as someone who has libertarian leanings, depending on the topic, it is- it, I can understand the arguments, right, from where they, I, I understand the position of I don't like the fact that the government can suddenly tell me what piece of clothing I need to wear or not wear effectively. Yeah. A mask, yeah. I have to cover my face in public. I can't see my loved ones. And there are some disturbing images of, you know, I remember ABC was playing for ages this, this image of, I want to see my mum. Yeah. And it's this woman at the front of a nursing home where mm. she can't see a dying mother. And yeah, so there are, th- yeah, um, there are these on the no individual level. That. It's it's really dr- feels draconian and and you know frightening. But at the same time, it's kind of like unfortunately the suffering and the pain that these individuals that we see on TV are experiencing gets exponentially broader and, and affects a lot more of us if we mm. don't adhere to this. So I think exactly. with these, it is interesting that this pandemic is kind of testing the governments of the world all simultaneously. So, it's going to be interesting to see how dictatorships deal with it, how places like China deal with it versus the US deal with it. Because, you know, you would say America is so free and China is such a, you know, authoritarian dictatorship. But at the same time, it's kind of like, at least based on the numbers that we have, there seems to have been a great fewer deaths in China than there have been in the US. Yes. So, that's what freedom potentially gets you. Yeah. Do you want to be welded into your- uh, (laughs) That's into your building. Yeah. Yeah, Well, and that's the thing too. But I think- it's going to be interesting to see how much our governments learn from this mm. when we get to do a post-mortem and see what was effective, what wasn't. Because, and I got this from Jordan Peterson a lot, we need the right and the left. You need the people who are conservative and the progressives. You need socialism or communism, you know, ideals, and you need mm. libertarian ones where you should be able to move between them in a fluid state, right? Where when 
things are going well, you want to press as hard to the libertarian side of things as possible so people are free to do whatever they want that's not harming others. But then when you're in a crisis, you need everyone to kind of toe the line and be acting together in order to get through the crisis so that you can all be free again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's um, it's that, you know, we were talking earlier about the uh, these sort of things come from getting people together to have a shared understanding and a shared way forward. They don't come from necessarily come from a government saying, we know best, we will tell you what to do, which unfortunately is what has to happen in the immediate crisis. The immediate crisis, you, don't, you, have, you can't afford, well, we're going to spend two or three weeks sitting around getting all the people that we think are involved um, to try and work out what to do. They have to go, right, we're just shutting this down and now we'll work through it. And funnily enough, they get a lot of those people together and we, I think we've done pretty well in Australia in comparison. We had a couple of screw-ups in Victoria that meant we've had far more cases than anybody else. But well, we're at the same time, we've dropped it rapidly. We Australia is the only major uh, country in the world now that the number, of, no, the number of COVID cases is dropping on a weekly basis. Yeah. Almost every other one that went that just allowed people to go back to close to normal is increasing again. The thing so- that frightens me is the number of people who don't die from this and the ongoing effects. Oh, we were talking about this recently COVID now. Yeah. where more than half now, the majority of people who suffer from COVID but, but uh, quote unquote heal up from it, you know, recover from yeah. it, don't have the virus active in them anymore, suffer disgusting, you know, horrible, atrocious side effects or, or symptoms for months at a time. And, and we don't know what we have no idea. effects are. These are yeah. just medium term effects. Where there's, there's things like lung damage, heart damage, kidney damage. Nervous there's damage. there's yeah. mental issues as well where people say they've been in a fog for yeah. three months after the fact. So, that's the thing. We have somewhere like Sweden where I think they've done- Weirdly enough, as you know, one of the most socialist Western societies has decided to be one of the most libertarian in this extent, which is like, let the virus have yes. have at it. We're not closing down the economy. Yeah, they went on the-, the uh, Let's herd just get immunity. herd immunity. So, we'll get as many people infected as quickly as possible so that, you know, the virus dies out, burns out fast, right? You, you've set a forest on fire and just gone- <laughs> But what is it going to happen when you find out that, okay, it worked- you did have a significant number of deaths. But Everyone did get COVID, but as a result of everyone getting COVID- has chronic illness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, it's- Yeah, that was one of those, yeah, in hindsight, and I'm sure there were, you know, plenty of medical- There was plenty of medical advice going around at the time saying that this herd immunity approach that Sweden took was a bad idea, not because they knew it was a bad idea, but because we didn't know anything about this virus. Yes. It was not like a typical variation of the flu where there are very few- you know, The only it's not going debilitating to ongoing thing in the flu is you die. Yeah. And lots of people die of the flu. From pneumonia, um, right? Yeah. Generally. Uh, but there weren't any known things. So, you could say, look, yeah, we're just going to get herd immunity of this. Yes, we know people are going to die, but the best thing we can do is you know, to get herd immunity so that the thing just disappears. Yeah. And in our country. It doesn't matter whether we get people coming in with it. Our country is going to effectively be immune. Uh, but they didn't know what the medium to long-term effects are. Well, so. imagine being in that position too. Yeah. I kept thinking like, well, what do yeah. you do though? You're, you're a leader and you have to make a decision. Yeah. You know, what are you going to do? Here yeah. are the facts. Yep. We Hindsight's twenty twenty, mm-hmm. but at the moment we know nothing of what's going to happen. Yeah. What are you going to do? The irony is I think Sweden's economy has just gone down the toilet with everybody else's because they're so reliant on the European community yeah. and most of the other European countries have shut down. So, Yeah. Oh, anyway. my God. This is- I can't wait- 
to some extent. Like there's a, there's this in the the American election where it's like yeah, the middle fact, of next year. Not how even are we the, going to not reevaluate. Even, not even the election, but I would just love to see the documentaries that are made about this current period in time, mm. in terms of both the political stuff that's going on in the US and COVID. Because 2020, the year that was. Jesus. You know, can you imagine yeah. what that's going to involve? Oh, I've seen all those memes. It's like, can we just call next year 2020? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Start again. It's like, don't jinx it. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. Me and Noah. He's here as well. Smacking the microphone with his spoon. That was another episode of The Goss. Don't forget, guys, if you want to get access to all of The Goss episodes, the transcripts, the MP3s, the videos, the entire episodes from one to, I think we're up to like 40 something now. Yeah, that's it, mate. Um, Just go to aussieenglish.com.au and you can sign up for those. Anyway, I'm Pete, your host. This has been another Aussie English episode. It's a pleasure and I'll see you soon.